0: Okay, guys, it looks like we're about to start this sucker. What is going on, everyone? And I hope you're all doing very well. I see that we've still got uh, plenty of people just filing in here, so I'll give you guys some time. Welcome back to another episode of the Xbox Roundtable Podcast. This is episode number 187. Sunday nights are an excellent time for some Xbox talk. I'm your host, Invader, and I am really pumped and looking forward to tonight's chat. There's lots to talk about with Xbox hiring on Kim Swift, ex-Valve dev there, so exciting stuff. As well with the unveiling of Windows 11, there is a bunch of features coming in on the PC side of things. As well, there's lots to talk about regarding Killer Instinct recently. Ooh, I love that IP. Will it come back? Well, hey, you know, we'll dive right into that, but uh, you know, we will get into that more. However, first, let me introduce tonight's panel. Uh, with us tonight, we do have. Uh, we're welcoming back General MLD. He's uh, running a little bit behind, but he will be jumping on very, very soon. Let me introduce the TXR regulars here and uh, Tim Buddy. Hey, great to see you here, man. Uh, ready for a good show tonight?
1: I am, I'm uh, excited to be here, couldn't make it last week, Uh, came down with a migraine, but I'm very happy to be here and uh, to catch up, uh, you know, I'll uh, go over some of the stuff that I might have missed, but yeah, it's going to be a nice show, happy to have uh, General MLD here, he's a favorite of mine, and um, the panel's great, and uh, everyone who's showing up and, and is filing in right now, thanks for coming down.
0: Yeah, well said, my friend. Well said. Uh moving on here, Eric Shockley, buddy. Hey, uh, what have you been up to, brother? Uh, you been tinkering around with anything? And any? Uh, I know you were showing some. Uh, what was it, Game Boy Advance? In our uh, group DM there.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> um, I uh, yeah been been pretty good. Been a little crazy a couple weeks for me, but uh, yeah, I saw that Metroid uh, Dread that dropped which is pretty cool. They're finally making a sequel to Metroid fusion. Uh, but on top of that, it made those, uh, Metroid games, especially the zero mission one on the game Boy advance shoot up. So I'm definitely about to sell mine. That think sucker's going for like over close to like 120 on uh, eBay, like sold once. So they actually sold at that price. Um, so I was like, yeah, uh, time to, time to sell it. (laughs) Um, because i at this point i'd run everything on like uh, everdrives off the actual hardware so basically the same thing so but uh as far as xbox games i have been ticking around with uh uh near replicant um i think that one and uh need for speed remaster that just hit game pass so th- that's been pretty cool um but man the it's been hilarious on twitter <laughs> these past couple of days with this uh, whole game pass uh, <laughs> so many people thought the copy and pasting was like Oh my God! Would you look at this? It's like word for word. It's like that. It was. It's a joke. It's, but they they didn't catch on. But it's been hilarious and just the
3: crying about. Oh my God!
2: Shut up about Game Pass. I hate this. It's like,
3: <laughs> if I could hop in. I, real yeah, quick, I never understood. I it. wanted to ask you a question real quick, Shockley, on your photo yeah. actually in the DMs because I remember looking at it the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, is there actually a battery in that cartridge? Yeah, a lot of them. A lot of them have it. Um, not you actually, so you actually know how to change them?
2: Oh, it, it's super easy because there's only like one screw on the back of the cartridge. And you can buy the screwdriver for like a, a penny or a, like a dollar.
3: Well, wow, because uh, there was some back in the day, like the big Nintendo games, it wasn't a button battery. It was like almost anchored to the board.
2: Um, yeah, there's some of those. Um, that's pretty easy, too. But yeah, I think on that one, the one I showed you in the picture on that cartridge for the Game Boy, it looks like it just pops right out. It's just, I like only get interested in it
3: because I just think it's cool how retro gaming is almost its its own world. Because mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is, retro gaming is being kept alive by physically the people that have to take this stuff apart and literally keep it working.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's why I don't, I know people like obsess are like, yeah, I hate, I hate Game Pass and I want to, you know. Because I love physical media, it's going to destroy my physical media. Even though you know new music albums drop on vinyl in 2021, uh, so it's like physical media is not going anywhere. Um, but yeah, I think that's funny. But I mean, if you're the people that are like so obsessed with the physical media, that part I don't understand because it's like you say. I bought Returnal, right? I bought it digital, but I did see some people bought physical, and they're like, "Yeah, I want I only buy physical. You know, I want to own my games." I'm like. Well, that game they pressed on that disc, a lot of people, so it's probably the same game, you just got lucky with your, I guess, your playthrough. But a lot of people with that same pressed disc can't open doors without that day one patch. So should, you know, your servers that they're so scared of go kaput, uh, then you don't have a day one patch and you have a unfinished game pressed on that returnable disc you bought for $70. That's why I bought digital, because, you know, I'm not taking these games to the afterlife should there be one. So, I don't understand, (laughs) but I'm totally for you. You want to collect because I used to collect a lot more until 2020 and the game prices soared. And I was like, this is the time to cash in Uh, (laughs) since I run all of them off EverDrives using the actual hardware. So, I still get that like feeling of like, hey, I'm playing my old Dreamcast, but everything's coming off my SD card on the hardware. So, it's not emulation, Mm -hmm. it's you know, actual hardware. So, you're not having like those bugs that you get with emulation. So, but enough about me and then uh, we got our next two uh, uh, well, we got one guest, but uh, (laughs) and then
3: Centurion what's uh, what's your past week been like? My past week? Oh my gosh, man. (laughs) I have actually got some gaming in. I actually played way too much Mass Effect Legendary Edition um, Mm -hmm. going around trying to clear out all the planets before I start tackling the main campaign. Um, I remember how much of a grind that was. Uh, but for me, I also got into playing um, Space Crew, um, a little random title I bought uh, from the developers of um, Bomber Crew, and that game, even though as kitty-like as it comes off when you're just watching the previews, that game is effing hard. I pretty much died third the the whole ship gone third mission in my entire crew died from radiation poisoning because we got invaded by aliens uh no pun intended on that one uh Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. just like it's not like i'm invader i think you played the original bomber crew i didn't uh a lot of the reviews i read about the original bomber crew was all it was was in the plane and you just basically dropping bombs and maintaining the main functions of the plane Mm mm-hmm In Space Crew, they have now made it to where, obviously, you have to... It's almost like Star Trek. You have to lock in on the the space guys that are trying to kill you and are everywhere, and you're in an asteroid belt. And while all hell is breaking loose and you're trying to maintain the ship's systems, you look over, and one of the spaceships has docked with your spaceship and now has dropped four dudes off in your spaceship, and they are just killing everybody. Damn. So Yeah, I mean, so this game got chaotic real, real freaking quick. <laughs> so, um, I've been, I'm trying more and more to actually get better at this game because the object is if you, the, so your crew members, um, are pretty much permadeath. Um, they all have skills. You have a pilot, a co-pilot, the, the security officer, And as you level them up, they give you more and more skills to make your ship more powerful. If they die, you lose those skills. And as you put more and more research and money into your ship, if by some chance your ship is blown up and destroyed, you start over with a new ship and a new crew with no Mm -hmm. skills.
0: Damn. Well, I can't say I've uh, played any of those titles before, but it sounds interesting. I would give it a shot. Uh, Oh,
3: definitely. Uh, It was one of those things I watched, I was like, this actually looks strangely unusually fun. (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. No, it does. It does, but that's great. You know, that's a great thing about uh, gaming. There's a lot of, you know, unusual titles out there, but hey, if you want to give them a try, go for it, and some of them are pretty damn fun. Um... All right, guys, just a quick rem- reminder before we start off that, you know, to all of you tuning in that you can find the show on a variety of different audio platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio I and a load of others. I upload it and honestly, like it's just always it's a good thing to have. It's always on the go and it's a fantastic option to get your TXR on the go. Just again, we're all about the options here on the show. And uh, yeah, if you like uh, listening to us that way, then uh, go right ahead. Alright guys, let's dive right into our first bit of news. And earlier this week, Xbox announced they've hired on former Valve software developer Kim Swift. She'll be a part of Xbox's Game Studios publishing division, specifically overseeing cloud gaming with independent studios. So Xbox seemed to have snagged up a pretty big, talented developer here. Uh, let's see, uh, you know what, Tim, I'll hit you up first on this one. What do you think of Xbox hiring, uh, Kim Swift on here? Because that's a pretty, uh, that's a pretty big name in the industry.
1: Yeah, it's a huge, it's a huge deal. Uh, she's, uh, really, uh, you know, revered in the industry. Uh, it's a big pickup, uh, for x, Cloud. It's also a big pickup, in my opinion, for the Kojima stuff that's been reported by Jeffrey Grubb, uh I'm going to go on record and say that um his sources are accurate and that report that he's talking about and he ties in even Kim with that uh is uh really right on the um on the uh button uh not because of uh just my faith in him it's because I have known something Uh, Before any of anybody knew anything, I just always had kept it to myself. Um, And uh, the fact is, is that I do believe there is a Kojima uh, uh, collaboration or some type of deal with the cloud. And I think that she's brought in, in part to really push that, you know, that endeavor. And um, yeah, it's huge. I think uh, it's a hit to Stadia. Uh, it just goes to show you that, um, X cloud is like kind of becoming the, um, in this, whatever you want to call it, the streaming or the, the, the way to 3 billion, uh, casual gamers or everyone that uses their phones for gaming. I think Xbox is in the forefront right now. And, um, this is a big sign. That's a big sign. And it's a big signing. If you want to say it's a free agent, whatever you want to say, it's a big deal. We talked about it. Uh, in in our private chat, uh, you know, in our DM group, and I was like, wow. And uh, I also had talked to some people at Microsoft, and uh, yeah, they 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 share the same enthusiasm that we do. And um, I think uh, if you read the writing on the wall, uh, you know, this is gonna be. Uh, something that's uh pushed in the future it's going to help xcloud and i do believe it's tied into this whole thing that uh, jeffrey grubb is reporting um and i think that if you look at that uh that's a huge deal in itself uh but again it's just microsoft continually pushing the gaming uh you know the gaming portion of their uh of their company, of or, or or Microsoft, and um, as we talked about, you know, two weeks ago, when when Satya comes out and he says all in on gaming, uh, this is the type of stuff you're going to see. You're going to see, you're going to see big people in the industry want to come here. Uh, it's two two, $2 trillion dollar company now. Stock is at like whatever two forty six, and it's going up and up and up. Uh, this is a lot of opportunity and big money for people to come here and, uh, just think it's the start of it. And, uh, and again, um, the Kojima stuff, uh, I'm pretty on solid footing that that stuff is real. So just that in itself is huge. And what the cloud-based type gaming thing, it could be anything, but I'm really interested to see what that is. And I don't think people should get worried it's going to be a game that's obviously played natively on Xbox Series X and S. Uh, it's just going to probably have some um, leveraging in the cloud. Uh, think, think cloud. Think uh, Crackdown, but for something else. Think what Stadia first, uh, you know, proposed uh, that they never really got off and running. You know, whether it be you know. Uh, uh server group sessions held within the cloud and not you know you're not uh you're not the server where everything's held in the cloud where you have massive massively big multiplayer games you're not really limited uh to anything because it's all in the cloud think of that type of stuff those type of idea ideas and uh, kojima and 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 people like this uh, her mind and others are just gonna uh really be interesting where where it takes it but yeah huge signing for xbox but also x cloud uh, i think is coming into its own now mm-hmm. got the x uh, xbox uh, cloud servers the server of the series x uh there's been a lot of positivity towards that for people who've tried it um yeah i think that you're going to start to see more of this too
0: yeah now tim it's interesting that again, you bring up some of these details too regarding Kojima, because what going back to either January or December, we were hearing rumblings before that, and they just seem to have caught on more and more like I remember around April, beginning of April, there was stuff there and you were speaking way, way ahead of the game with regards to Xbox, you know, in talks with Kojima about something, something going on with some Japanese developers and they've been very keen yep. with, yeah, they've been very keen Keen with trying to get attention from Japanese uh, game developers to get onto the Xbox ecosystem and, well, cloud gaming and so on. Um, it's interesting that, again, Xbox brings on uh, Kim Swift. Uh, she has a great portfolio from Valve alone, considering that she was the lead developer, I believe, on Portal and Left 4 Dead. She's done a few other things, obviously, but... She went over to Google Stadia as the game design director. And obviously, with Stadia, you're pushing a lot of uh, cloud gaming tech and games. There's all this talk that, again, that Stadia had this deal in place with Kojima or Kojima Productions last summer. The game got canned. It was supposed to be uh, this cloud... It was like heavy on the cloud. Apparently, I don't know if it's episodic or not. I just remember some of the rumors from that. Um, do you think that, like again, she was brought in specifically uh, because of Kojima, or like mm-hmm. just or just be you know just because she's a, a big name period to work with other developers?
1: I think it's uh, like Jeff reports. It's it's tied into the Kojima thing. I think the Kojima. Uh, deal or whatever the collaboration that they're going to have is basically what was rumored for, or what was turned down by stadia. And the reason why I think that she's tied in, I think she was a part of those discussions. And I think obviously Google got cold feet and they probably just didn't want to spend money. And as you know, that, you know, uh, the way they've been acting, they kind of are half-heartedly going at at this. Um, even Harrison, behind the scenes, said that they can't compete with Xbox when they signed Bethesda. Or he, you know, you know, I think that was even an article written about that. Um, but yeah, I think that this is a deal that she had some uh, background on, and uh, she obviously probably liked it, and she probably was turned off by. Google's, um, you know, being lukewarm on it, and she followed the project. So uh, I do think that this is all a part of it. I do think that uh, Jeff Jeffrey Grubbs' reporting on this is accurate, Um, because, like you said, we were talking about the stuff. uh, You know, it's little to be known whether behind the scenes, uh, you know, uh, Kojima was a name that was talked about. It was because of things that you know, I I had heard or had known about. Um, I just didn't know what it was about, nor would I ask or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But Jeff got the story and Jeff's story just makes a lot of sense. Kim's, you know, departure of Google and coming to Microsoft and them specifically saying that they're going to, she's going to be working on cloud-based stuff. And it just all ties into what's being reported by uh, Jeffrey Grubb. So um, yeah, I think if you look at that, that that his train of thinking and his reporting on that, that's all accurate, including her. I, I I do feel that she just probably she probably wanted to do the do it with Google, but Google probably pulled funds from it, and they just said, ah, we're not going to do it." And she probably was turned off, and then. You know, uh, obviously, people talk in the industry, and and you know, she's mm-hmm. a big deal, and she came over. I just think overall, for Xbox, to have a mind like that, and to have a, a, you know, a pioneer in a lot of things, in a lot of in a lot of technical stuff, and to have that mind in Microsoft is a great thing, and uh, it's just great to see that type of talent coming to Xbox. And I remember like when Casey Hudson came to my Xbox or Microsoft, we were all excited, but it was for HoloLens. Mm -hmm. um, And it was kind of like, you know, like, oh, okay, that's not great. But this, yeah, this is for Xbox fans is another reason to be very excited. Not only are are, uh, Xbox going to be putting out um, all types of variety of games, I think that they're going to really push the future on some things and leverage the cloud. Uh, and in more ways than one, you know, destructible, uh, you know, environments was the first to try to, you know, come in. But, you know, the, that whole thing got screwed up by Dave Jones and they kind of, you know, kind of try to keep it on and, and it didn't go well. But I, I think that that has a future as well as like, you know, playing with, you know, a thousand people on a server in a multiplayer uh, environment. Um, and or what, el- what else can the cloud bring. So uh, there's going to be ideas and there's going to be things that come along that um, are going to be very interesting. And I'm happy that Xbox is, you know, not just, just doing traditional gaming. They're, you know, they're opening the horizons and they're looking to the future and, they're, you know, going to press, they're going to use their cloud and their, and their infrastructure to make gaming better.
0: <laughs> uh you know you're absolutely right uh we got uh oh two super chats from dirt griggity oh uh, hey buddy great to see you here as always always a good time when dirt griggity's around what's up fellas good to see mld on i'm a big fan of his co- content yeah me too brother shout out to uncle tim dog for killing it on wbg last week good show fellas yeah tim i forgot your uh you were on that show. Uh, I popped in there. A really good show. Uh, he also says, "I and I quote, I hope the Kojima deal is real. Not because I love Kojima, but because I want to see ponies cry. Shan, 786. Oh, man. Too funny, brother. Too funny. Um, well, you know, we have uh, some talk here in the chat. Uh, some people going back and forth about, you know, is Kojima a big deal to have on the platform? Some people, you know, there's a... Uh, some people really like his content, as and then there's the other, you know, the flip side where they're like, oh, you know, he's kind of overrated. Me, I'm just kind of like, well, you know, it'd be nice to to see some more exclusive Japanese content and to see what he can do, especially with a, a big publisher like Microsoft behind him fully. Um, and it's interesting, too, that, uh, you know, uh, Tim, that you bring up Jeff Grubb, because he said that the game uh the game Well, the deal for the game that they're working on it's close to being signed and it's so far in that it's not going to be not get signed so obviously i mean this is pretty much a for sure thing that's going to happen um you know basically they've uh, it just seems like behind the scenes that everything from what jeff grubb is seeing is that it's it's a it's a for sure thing who knows when we're gonna see the first trailer for this sucker it's probably a year off but uh i don't know because i think a guy like kojima bringing it on like i'll i mean his taste might not be for me but uh, he's he could be a big get to attract other big japanese developers to him and a lots of independent uh japanese content towards the platform
2: didn't uh windows central and uh uh, Eurogamer corroborated uh Jeff Grubbs' uh story like on the the I guess it was the Kojima talk. I guess they were like, now that Jeff's like openly talking about it a little bit more, that they could uh like share what they had. I forget the uh the guy's name there at Windows Central, not Jez, but uh,
1: uh Miles, Miles, top yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, he, you know, and and I had talked to Miles way back when and miles was one of the few people that had known uh some of the stuff that i had known and what i'd known basically was basically uh there was a meeting held and uh specifically kojibu was there so um that's all i had known but when i thought of it it did make sense that if he's going to be in a meeting, there's something behind there. They're not just meeting because they're friends. They're yeah. meeting for a business deal. And it all lines up to really uh, Jeff Jeff's timeline with this. And he's done some great reporting on this. And uh, like I said, that was something that I had known before nobody knew. Like nobody was talking about it. I remember we were we were laughing about it, and like the group DM, like nobody believed it. Like, and then uh, I I still people people don't believe it, or they don't want to. Now, as far as Kojima, I'm not a huge fan of his games, but I do recognize that the guy is an industry icon, and he's Mm -hmm. somebody that brings a ton of stuff to the table. He brings a ton of excitement to the platform. He brings a ton of his own uh, diehard fans that, that will definitely uh, come on to Xbox platform or PC to play his games. They're not going to, you know, if they hate Microsoft, they're not going to, to not play the game. He's that big of a, you know, a needle pusher. So uh, having him definitely would be a huge thing. And, and honestly, I think that he'd be perfect for Microsoft in a lot of aspects uh, for Japan, if they want to kind of uh, build out Japan or, or get some studios over there. And, and I know that's one of Phil's, uh, whatever, his goals is for the longest time was to get a studio in Japan um, or studios, but there's a lot of roadblocks there. I don't think it's as easy as uh, mm-hmm. as it is in other countries. I do think that uh, they have laws and um, whatever you want to say, uh, you know, maybe a lot, m- much faith, and or maybe they just kind of feel like uh, they don't want to deal with an American company. Uh, I don't know what 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 that deal is, but he would love. Uh, I know he would love to grow there and. Maybe Kojima is the guy that can kind of help that, move that. If if this deal goes well, the game goes well. And uh, Yeah, they whatever. can definitely buy
2: some Japanese studios. That wouldn't be a problem at all. Uh, you already see Bethesda, you know, not a Japanese company, bought Tango Gameworks, which they have mm-hmm. a Japanese studio now. Um, I think it's just more when you're trying to buy bigger conglomerates with them. Like if you're trying to buy like, you know, Nintendo or something, that's where, you're going to have to go through a lot of red tape and it's going to be kind of difficult, yeah. not impossible, but like buying Sega would probably be a little bit more difficult um, right. or like Konami that makes medical equipment. So that kind of ties into like their own, uh, you know, country because Konami actually makes a lot of their medical equipment, not just chink- pachinko machines and, and games. Uh, but buying like a smaller studio, like one that's, you know, small and kind of growing mm-hmm. that talent, I mean, I'm sure they could probably do something like that since, well, they already have Tango, so, I mean, it's it's definitely possible.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah, and you bring up a good point, too, because... Uh, Tango Gameworks, is uh, they're growing a bit too. Obviously, they're working on Ghostwire Tokyo. uh, But they have a big name in Shinji Mikami over there, who was the original director of the uh, original Resident Evil and Dino Crisis, a guy who knows how to make a good game. Uh, Obviously, they just came off a couple of Evil Within games. I just started playing them. Damn, they are uh, really creepy but really good. But, uh, yeah, they could, They, like you said, they could go after a couple of smaller studios. I wouldn't mind them going after, let's say, White Owl or even whatever the heck. Uh... Oh, what's that guy? Uh, oh, We were talking about him before. His name is eluding me. But uh, the guy who was at Valhalla, damn his name. Anyways, um... yeah, but the whole Kojima thing, I think that... I don't know, it just, there seems like there's just too much to this for it to not be real, and with all these different outlets coming out about these talks, guys, we're going to have, uh seems like we're going to have a Kojima game, and, uh, you know, I, I be, I'm just really curious to see how this will be unfolded, and how they'll announce it. Uh, Centurion, I'm interested on your input on this one. Uh, going back to the original tale, what do you think of Kim Swift being brought in, and possibly to uh, work on, Kojima for, like, one of the first uh, big deals with her coming in?
3: Uh, What do I think? Um, I think it's really awesome. I I remember dabbling in Portal and some of the games she dealt with back in the day. Um, Man, there has been rumors circling with Kojima and what he got going on and what's going on with the Japanese market and Xbox. There has just been this whirlwind of rumors and speculation that has just been... Man, I don't even know how to describe it, uh, but you know Microsoft is making some big moves over there. Um, they're selling Xboxes, um, at least from what I see, at record numbers. They're for they're seeing some really good growth over in that economy, and we know Xbox wants to really kind of help get X Cloud off its feet and the cloud infrastructure that they've built. And I really don't see a better way of doing that than kind of the direction that they're taking because if we really look over in that part of the world uh there is a much more heavier emphasis on handheld gaming than there is over here even though everybody's got a cell phone in their pocket cell phones and handheld or handheld hardware is not their main source of gaming where over in the asian market they love handheld gaming um and i just really feel by if they have somebody like her and somebody like Kojima right next to the X Cloud infrastructure, and that way they can definitely show some value, um, at least for people to want to invest over there into xCloud. And man, over here in the States, uh, this part of the world, the cloud gaming stuff is Completely exploding. Everybody's trying to hop on that bandwagon. I mean, T-Mobile signed a deal with Microsoft, for God's sakes, to kind of put Game Pass in everybody's hands with uh, the xCloud. So, I man, you guys know a little bit more about Kim Swift than I do. I will be truthful. I've been doing some reading up on her this weekend, uh, just kind of getting her whole bio. And, man, for what she's done for the industry already and for how young she is, completely blew my mind
0: hmm i'll admit i don't know how old she is off the top of my head but uh i mean she, does, she, she does was look pretty she young. was
3: featured in fortune well at, i don't know how old she is now you know we don't get into that but uh at least some of the articles i read she was featured in fortune magazines uh, uh like 30 under 30 or something like that basically she did a lot before she was even over the age of 30 for gaming
0: Mm -hmm. yeah well again her portfolio is very impressive again coming from valve and the games that she's led on is impressive alone now for her to again take the disappointment from google stadia and to bring it over to you know to xbox because again i i would imagine that they told her about you know what kojima was working on and phil was just gonna yeah, I would imagine that he would want to jump on that as soon as he heard the words Kojima, that name. That you know, I'm pretty sure that rang uh, pretty well in his head. So,
3: Xbox has been doing a lot of head-turning this generation, and that would just be another head-turn in Microsoft's direction if the word Kojima was to be muttered.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, again, I'm not saying that his games are necessarily for me, but at the same time... Ah. You know, I would give them a shot, especially, um, again, Game Pass, right?
3: Right. Um, It's kind of like, uh, let's use Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino is not exactly your, you know, everyday movie director that everybody wants to go line up and see. But he definitely makes some really good serious cult classics. And there is definitely a fan base there for him, just like Hideo Kojima.
0: Mm-hmm. See, now you're making me want to watch from dusk till dawn, damn it. That, uh, such a I know, movie. right? I mean, for Salma Hayek alone. <laughs> Um, but yeah, guys, I mean, you know, definitely let us know in the chat how you guys feel about that. I see a very strong conversation going on about Kojima. Guys, again, you don't have to play his games. It's just, you know, we all have opinions on it. uh, But there's a lot of variety coming to the Xbox ecosystem in any case. It's just, it's a good sign that they want to go after top talent in the industry, whether he's to your taste or not. I totally understand it. I get it. Um, But I think all of us on the panel agree that... Having a guy like Kojima recruited and his studio is, it's a big deal. And it's a big deal of a shift from, again, like Japanese talent, like working with Xbox, especially the big, big names. But uh, hopefully in the coming, uh, who knows? I mean, if this game is so early on in development, you know, hopefully in the coming months we get to see something from this. But uh, Well,
1: if
3: Kojima is involved and we're on Kojima time, we will see that game sometime in 2030. I'm joking
0: possibly with multiple multiple and I'm CGI not saying trailers.
3: slow I we all know Kojima is known for just taking his time
0: well hey man I don't mind methodical as long as there's a good game put out so right with uh no bugs but, and everything like me- that
3: methodical I wonder how much thought went into the concept of going into a bathroom stall and turning your own poop into a weapon.
0: <laughs> you know you make a good point you make a good point but i just mean like just the uh the craftsmanship in the game alone but yes you are correct about that detail itself. I, but the
3: comment i just made you gotta throw in the word craftsmanship
0: <laughs> well again i'm i'm not necessarily talking about well
3: i was gonna say craftsmanship no, but, <laughs> but yes yeah. like, let's not bring crafting and bodily fluids into this Okay,
0: okay. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, well, either way, I mean, you know, coming from Metal Gear and whatnot, I mean, you know, I want to see what he can do, especially with Microsoft behind him. But uh, either way, guys, We. I think uh, we'll move on to uh, something else. Uh, but, again... Kojima would just be pretty cool to uh, to have on in any case uh, moving on to some other news fellows and a few days ago Xbox announced the uh, design for Xbox program or I should say I mean this program has been around for a while but specifically for the high-end gaming monitors and again this is our an already established label and a guarantee of quality across a range of accessories. Now, Microsoft has partnered with Philips, Asus, and Acer to include their monitors as designed for Xbox Series consoles. Um, they support HDR, VRR, 4K at 120Hz, and the like. You know, some stuff that's some features that are really, really associated with uh, the Xbox series consoles and separates them from, you know, other ones. So some pretty cool news here. Uh, you know what, Tim, I'll hit you up again on this one since I know you're, you're a pretty big tech guy and you like your, your monitors, your TVs and all that. Um, what do you think of Xbox expanding their licensed partners to include like high-end monitors now?
1: Um, honestly I, I kind of find it to be a money grab. Um, it's good it's good that they have these partnerships especially uh, that they they get like the features such as VRR and certain things uh, you know put on the TVs but um, for, for my, my for my money or for anybody my advice for any of them uh, you know like I, I know that the it um, just came out and has a backlight on it. For that type of money for the fifteen hundred, I would honestly look into uh the LGs um or some of the uh uh what is it? Some of the Sony OLEDs or basically I would look into this the LG. If you're a gamer for me, uh LG uh OLEDs are the only way to go. LG I feel is the best. Um uh I mean when I say it's like night and day, it it really is a big difference. So if you're in the if you're in that uh, you know looking to buy a TV for a gaming system, whether it's you know playstation or or Xbox, uh, the OLEDs are the way to go, uh, LG specifically, I would recommend uh, and use artings dot com as your reference. Uh, they do the best most in-depth quality uh you know um you know they they, they go into everything and, and they they test it and they you know they look into everything like burning all the possible side effects all the possible uh you know and um tim dogged up piggyback on that I, I
3: totally picked up on my ears when he's put uh talked about ratings i loved watching their burn-in tests when the with yes. televisions because they literally create a static image with watermarks at different opacity mm. to basically destroy
1: a television. They, they yeah. literally destroy
3: a television before your eyes with
1: burning. And it's like crazy to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to, overall for the question, um, look into that. Also look into like support for uh, the new, new Dolby Vision for gaming. Uh, I know that the LG line uh, from CX up. Uh, to the C1s, to the uh, G1s, they have the Dolby Digital uh, support. Um, But that's all Microsoft getting involved with these TV manufacturers. I think they've done a really, really good job. Uh, On the flip side, Sony has not. And Sony's a TV manufacturer themselves, and they still can't get VRR on their own TV. So I don't know what the holdup is there. Um, but it's great that Xbox uh, really, from since 2017, have actively pushed these t- types of partnerships from Samsung to LG to now uh, these, this new line of monitors that are coming out. Uh, I just, listen, when you're going to LED compared to OLED, uh, I just, especially if it's an IPL panel, Um, there's, there's like, it's, it's not worth it. It, in my opinion, it's not even debatable. Uh, the picture quality is so much better. Uh, the, the, the overall look of it is just so vibrant on a, on a OLED. It looks amazing. Um, and you know, uh, there's, there's little downfalls, there's downsides. Like, you know, you have to be a little bit aware of burning, but, um, if you're in that range of money. Look at these. Even if you can get a C nine or or C nine uh, OLED or the I have that forty eight inch, I got that forty eight inch CX, which is my monitor. It is the most amazing TV on. on I, I play the show, and I play it comparatively to a sixty five inch uh, E seven that I have upstairs. Uh, it's it's and they're both OLEDs. But the CX Damn, is Dog just oh lord in it. Yeah, I'll listen, <laughs> I had I, I am the first. Um, I got listen. I remember telling Mike Ybarra about OLEDs and how great they were. And I had a 1080p OLED. I had the in 2016 or 15. I had the uh, 1080p G1 uh, or G. Uh, what was it? Uh, I think it was a G9100. Uh, unbelievable curved OLED LG, uh, and that sold me on LG. So I have every, I've had every signal, sig- every jump up. Like I don't have the C1, but uh, the only reason why I don't have the C1 is because I specifically don't have a spot. So I'm kind of hoping like my C7 blows up or something, which never will happen or gets burned in because I don't have a, a, a spot to be honest uh at this moment so um but yeah i've gotten oleds from since 2015 and i'm a big proponent of it and like i said uh when you get into gaming it's the only way to go and um it is also great that xbox has partnered up with all these digital tv manufacturers uh, like Dolby Vision, and whether it's you know they they've gotten the VRR out. And there's going to be more of this type of stuff you'll see, especially with the uh, X Cloud integration uh, and the app. That's going to be another uh, really cool uh, thing that you'll see with the partnerships. You'll see TVs with the native mm-hmm. X Cloud Game Pass app, and uh, you'll be able to basically turn on your TV, go to X Cloud and you could play a game instantaneously from the cloud. You could buy a game instantaneously and play it instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what the whole X cloud servers, X, X server X's, uh, And the, um, I think it's, a t- I don't know if we discussed it last week uh, or we're going to discuss it this week. I, I looked at the topics. So I, I don't know if it was there. Like with the, uh, with the windows 11 mm-hmm. and they showed, uh, they showed how you could just, Basically, go to your web app and just play it. That's going to be on your TV too. You're basically going to go to like an app uh, that says Game Pass. You're gonna you're gonna click on it with your controller, and you're gonna be able to play directly off the cloud, uh, off a of server X, uh, you know, and just do that. And that's a pretty cool thing, especially if you know you get that out in the, for the masses. Um, you know, for me, I, I'd be very interested in just getting it too, just to see it and see how it runs. But yeah, it's good stuff. I'm very excited about Xbox, really making a lot of good moves lately. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and we had commented before too about again, Xbox making these partnerships with various uh, television brands. Samsung uh, especially in Asia too actually for xCloud initiatives they're being really smart about what they're doing too and we're gonna see the fruits of this well I would think in the next year or so like really really starting to pick up uh, depending on how much they really push xCloud and Game Pass in like say the Asian markets well worldwide really but specifically those ones and I know that they may we talked about them having LG partnerships as well so that's why like again for them to go all in on uh, even these um monitors now too with phillips asus and acer i mean they're really really doubling tripling down on what they're doing i just they're being so aggressive out of all the big uh console makers on this thing they're they really want to be in everybody's homes
2: <laughs> which uh which uh oled is it the cx series for the lg uh for
1: is that the one you have
2: for the, for the I, I have a, I have the
1: CX now they have the okay. C with C1 the CX recently just got uh, confirmed by uh, I think his name is FOMO uh, to have he he actually reached out to LG and they said that the CX will get Dolby Vision um, support but uh, legacy of like the C9 which I have it's great TV um, okay. might not might not get it so. Uh, yeah, I keep it's looking
2: it, at that CX, but the, the TCL keeps, keeps getting closer. I know it's not an OLED, but it's uh, they have that mini LED technology now in their newer series. Right. That well,
1: other, than, other than uh, it being would, an OLED, but yeah, I mean, look at our things, and uh, I mean, I've heard some of the other stuff like the micro LED, I have seen it, but like my eyes just so trained for OLEDs, like I could mm-hmm, just yeah. like it's so lush and it. And, and they're, they're becoming cheap. Like, that 48-inch is now, I swear, for 1100 I mean, you just need that TV for gaming. That's all you need, man. It's that good. That's my uh,
2: only gripe right now. I don't know if it's the TV or if it's something just with Dolby Vision and Xbox just being in its infancy with, like, uh, Dolby Vision Gaming. Um because I've been using Dolby Vision, clicking that on, because my TV supports it with that TCL. Um, but some games, it, it looks okay, because I feel like the colors are a little bit more accurate. Um, but some of it, it just seems kind of washed out when I flip to Dolby Vision, and Dolby yeah. Vision comes on on my TCL, which is weird, because I don't have that issue when it, Dolby Vision comes on, on my TV watching uh, stuff TV. on Netflix, or, yeah, content. Yeah, it's it's so I'm not sure it's like... If it's just the TCL, or if it's like no,
1: it's it's the UVC, it's the code. Oh, okay, uh, I would think by you know by the time Halo hits, um, that that the Dolby Vision will be kind of squared away. Uh, even even um, I don't know what what your TCL is running, but like the the versions for uh, the LG are um, beta. So you know, okay, you're gonna run into some of that stuff, and yeah, this one's bottom line is, is that you might not even you might not even have a use for it, but it's still great to have that option. I mean, yeah, uh, I mean I'm a big Dolby Vision fan, so uh, I'm glad that the CX got the coverage because if it didn't, uh, yeah. I'd be you know. Be I did think it TVs. would be better
2: when I was uh, I picked up the Master Collection that Ninja Gaiden, which is weird because none of those games have any HDR or auto HDR. Um, that's just all off. Uh, but on guide 2 on the 360, that auto HDR comes on. Um, and it looks good. Um, but I did notice some of the like that picture I showed in the chat um mm-hmm. in our or yeah in our chat there. Um, the reds were kind of like kind of blurred and you couldn't really see where th- one po- red pole ended and the other one started. But when I flipped on Dolby Vision, it did kind of, I don't know, bring some of the colors a little bit down, but the HDR was there, but it, it had it more defined where you could actually see it, was, it wasn't like too overly saturated. So some it's weird that I can get HDR on that and Dolby Vision to click on for a 360 game, um, but not uh, Sigma 2 on the Master Collection. I thought that was odd. I was like, really? Can't get HDR on this, but I can get it on my 360 backwards compatibility? Okay. <laughs> but
0: mm. yeah but we'll see but... oh no and i was just saying like i remember you sharing uh the pictures in the dm and i was like hmm what am i supposed to be looking for here because they looked very similar but i could tell that the lighting and the background wasn't mm-hmm. uh there were some differences there uh i mean i i remember i i got it wrong i got it wrong which was kind of interesting but uh because yeah you were talking about the differences in oh, the, no. the reds it's... right
2: there is. Yes. I mean, some of the things do look a little bit better. Like I was playing Dragon Quest 11. I, I think some of the the fire and the uh, uh, lanterns that are really brightly lit kind of look sometimes better with the Dolby Vision because it's not too sometimes the auto HDR kind of like just overly saturates a little bit, even though it's still pretty good. Um, but the greens in Dragon Quest, if you play that, you know, it's like Breath of the Wild when you're seeing like the green uh, grass everywhere that just pops on the default HDR 10 and the Dolby vision kind of tones it down, kind of washes it out a little bit, but it just kind of tones it down. Where so that it's kind of like when you're playing breath of the wild, that green grass is kind of toned down from what they showed us back in 2014 and when it looked like way better and then it got ported to the switch and didn't look as good, Mm -hmm. uh, from that first reveal. But yeah, it's kind of a mixed bag, but I guess, Once I haven't tried Gears, I think that one's supposed to be natively supporting it. So I think I need to download that and try that Dolby Vision on that. I believe that one is one of the ones. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Mm -hmm. um, and we'll hopefully see some more in the future here soon. So,
0: Mm -hmm. yeah, no, agreed, agreed, Shockley. But yeah, I mean, uh, it's like i'm really interested in uh, like different uh tv monitor technology i'm actually it's funny everybody's in the chats talking about the lgcx and whatnot that's actually one that i've been keeping an eye on i, I kind of want to pick up uh, a new tv in the next year and yeah i mean like everyone's saying once you you go oled you can't really go back like just the difference between uh the color the 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 depth the uh you know the, uh, the 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 black and so on just like just how clear everything is it just it looks really sharp and uh, it's hard to keep your eyes off of them so yeah that's something I'm, I'm gonna have to look at uh, but yeah guys uh, Xbox is very much involved with all these uh, different monitor and TV makers and yeah they got a lot more in store for us it's something to keep an eye on in any case Um, Okay, we will move over to some other news, and earlier this month, Microsoft announced Windows, or sorry, earlier this week, I should say, Microsoft announced Windows 11, it's a big step for the OS, but it also sees some big upgrades on the gaming front, not just productivity like it's known for, featuring DirectX 12 Ultimate, Direct storage and Auto HDR, just to name a few key features. Uh, Shockley, buddy, what do you think of these featured additions to Windows 11? Is this uh, Microsoft really embracing uh, PC uh, gaming technology?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't, I didn't get to check out too much of that on on that one, but yeah, I, I definitely like that they're bringing a lot of those features that I've been asking for uh, with like the Auto HDR. Um, and hopefully they bring, that'd be cool if they do bring backwards compatibility. I don't think they probably will, but (laughs) if they can somehow get that to work, that'd be awesome if you could get some of your 360 games on there. Um, But yeah, just bringing the audio HDR, uh, audio HDR, what did I say? Audio, audio HDR. (laughs) Um, Now, the only thing I've had issues though with Windows, and I think most a lot of other people have with Windows 10, is when you try to use HDR, um, at least maybe when I'm not playing a game or, it's just sometimes it kind of, like, is funky with Windows 10, where it's kind of, like, washing out everything. Some, sometimes I just turn that shit off. Um, but I do like the – I know some people are kind of ragging on it, like, oh, looking like a Mac OS, which I totally find when they start to kind of, like, streamline. You know, that's one great thing that Apple does is kind of, like, make some of their software uh, more in, a little bit more intuitive and streamlined uh, from a user Interface uh, point of view, Um, and apparently people were kind of on it about like it not being able to work with like uh, what was the eighth eighth it was it was either seventh or eighth gen or lower uh, like CPUs. So that was like cutting out like all the brand new surfaces that are out there. But I've Mm -hmm. seen plenty of uh, people being able to run it on on their Surface. So um, I'm not sure if that was. I think people like data mind. Or not or got it somewhere. I don't think Microsoft's like officially. They just had an official tool, but it sounds like it's working on a lot of other CPUs that wasn't initially reported on. So but yeah, some of those features like the direct storage uh, support, uh auto HDR, that'll be great for gaming. Um, and just bring up some of the more of those features that they've, you know, been aiming on with the on the Xbox side to Windows 11 that would be pretty cool. So and it, I guess yeah, it's a free update. So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely looking forward to uh, when is it? When do they say it uh, launched? I know it's just like an insider program right now, but
0: I think it's coming out. Uh, I I could be mistaken, but I believe it was the fall. So oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so not not too far away, a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, DirectX 11 Ultimate, for example, it includes like ray tracing, uh, 11. Uh, VR, sorry, variable rate shading, sampler feedback, and, well, a few other things, but um, you know, just, uh, like, a lot of stuff that doesn't require a lot of, um, like, doesn't hog, like, PC resources. Um, There's a few things in there, like, actually there was some interesting stuff in there too like they're going to be supporting android apps now <laughs> on the windows, on the microsoft store which is interesting um, they're being being very open with windows so i mean that's a good sign there um like oh I just like it's a it's good to see this obviously with more games coming onto the uh, Windows Store and uh, Game Pass uh, Ultimate for PC uh, you know again we're we're gonna be seeing more titles on there and I'm glad that they're embracing uh, the, again PC gaming more and more it's gonna be a very strong suit for them that's why I'll be curious to see if they uh, go after like PC focus like devs or uh, publishers in the near future i would not be surprised i'm keeping my ears open to that um but yeah just very very cool stuff Uh, centurion do you have any thoughts on uh like the windows 11 like some of these features uh coming into the pc gaming arena here
1: well i'll be
3: absolutely 100 honest i don't really get too much into pc gaming but it is nice to see uh, Microsoft is taking, at least from an outsider looking in, my perspective, they are really wanting to take PC gaming much more serious. We've seen a much more heavy heavier emphasis on getting games on PC. We've got um, Game Pass PC. Um, Microsoft has definitely focused a lot more on PC and where they stand in gaming and they, they want to probably see themselves as a decent gaming platform, just like some of the other big guys. Um, so this doesn't surprise me at all that they are putting a little bit more laser focused emphasis on making sure that windows can definitely stand up as a platform that you can use to basically run your uh, your gaming rig on.
0: Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. No, it's a good sign. And uh, you could tell that, like... You know, I, again, like, Xbox used to just be... When I was under uh, Terry Meyerson, for example, underneath, like, you know, the Windows section, PC, like, Xbox wasn't as loved. And now, you know, you go, you step ahead to to now, and it's like you see the gaming features being improved, and uh, there is more of a, a symbiosis in the way that Xbox and, like, Microsoft is running in comparison to how it used to be. Before, they used to be very separate, and now you see them, like, really working together all these different departments, and it's it's. it's great. Great I, and uh, stuff. And
3: yeah, the ahead. blend between PC and Xbox has been it, it, so it has actually kind of changed gaming in a way that we ha- don't really ever think too much about. Uh, but every time, at least this is the way I look at it, every time we play a game uh, backwards compatible, that was made possible because Microsoft chose to blend pc and gaming tim dog don't uh, correct me if i'm wrong but isn't x86 originally was it that like pc code before it eventually got brought into gaming
1: yeah i I think that's fair to say yeah it was uh, you know they're they're uh, you know basically intertwined and uh the more we talk about forward on that yeah yes yes but but you know listen all the stuff with the windows stuff to me, listen. I think a PC and a laptop; those those things are kind of, in 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 my opinion, yesteryear. Uh, mm. I think uh, you know it's great to have a PC, you know, and and to have something you know that can play games and stuff like that. But there's no threat or, or there's anything. I the way Xbox is going about it is the way they're complementary to each other, and. Um, I love that that everything is getting its it, it support and um, all the stuff is going but they're tied in together they're basically the same it's it's not just becoming an afterthought of like people realizing when you have digital media or you have digital games and stuff like that you carry that that's like something in your wallet uh, it shouldn't just you you want to carry your wallet. And or or and or all around with you, and be able to play those games whenever you want, wherever you want. And accessibility is great. It's not like we're not in 2006, where if you want to play a game, you just have to, you know, run to your house, get a device that's underneath your TV, and put power on. We're way ahead of that, and Microsoft was like way ahead of everyone on that, and they've planned and they've built this. Uh, to the point where it's you know it's it's just it's streamless it's like seamless and it's just good to see and and i like the support that they do for pc gamers because some people actually like to game on pc uh more than they do on console i would say that that's definitely the minority but it's great that uh, they are supporting that and um maybe because that 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 you know, in the past, hasn't been, you know, the biggest uh, demographic for for Xbox. Uh, they kind of like, you know, uh, didn't give it as much, uh, uh, you know, attention. Now they're giving the attention. They're bringing all the all these things from Xbox Series X, and they're bringing it to PC. And that's the way it should be, um, because you know, uh, PC is like, to me, I don't, I don't even think I'll have a PC. Um, in the next like the, my pc I rarely use now, I mean uh I could maybe just use a laptop but everything I do business wise and 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 some of the stuff it, it could even be elaborate uh anything is done through my phone, you know, mm-hmm. and that's just the my opinion is, is that the the future is basically you'll always have a console you'll you know you could have a laptop this and that, but your phone is your digital device that you're going to carry around, and um, that'll give you that accessibility. So uh, it's great that they're supporting all of this stuff, and it's exciting.
0: Mm-hmm. No, well said, Tim. Well said. Um, you know, in some kind of related news, uh, I don't know if anybody here noticed, but uh, Xbox's Jason Ronald announced that AMD's super sampling tech, uh, Fidelity FX. We had uh, talked about this, I think. Well, at least a month or so ago. Um, it's now available to developers for Xbox Series X and S and also the Xbox One consoles. I mean, hey guys, it's always nice to uh, to get some new tool sets and, you know, updated for that. And uh, AMD and Xbox uh, seem to have like a special uh, kind of a relationship right now, a friendship, if you will. So, uh, you know, it's great to see them taking advantage of that. Um but yeah, I mean, either way, like it's nice to see them being very, um, again, forward thinking on the uh, the PC side of things. And I'm just, you know, again, I'm just really excited. Like I wouldn't mind doing some more PC gaming myself. But I totally understand Tim's position too. Or, you know, I mean, it, it just may not, you know, affect some others. So you know, either way, it's it's a cool initiative, and I do like what they are uh, doing on that front. Um, okay, guys, we will uh, move on to, well, I guess what appear to be our last topic of the, the night. And um, and Killer Instinct is a game that has a lot of reverence. It's got a big following, especially since uh, the, sus- the successful 2013 reboot on the Xbox One. We've been hearing that Xbox wants to continue on with the series for a while now. And as of a few days ago, Xbox, uh, well, different Xbox heads are coming out talking about, like, possibly having another, you know, game uh, that they want to develop. Uh, And recently, speaking with the Dropped Frames podcast about revisiting the IP, Xbox head Phil Spencer stated that, and I quote, "...the response when we redid KI at the launch of, of the Xbox One was fantastic." I will just say uh, Matt and I have discussed many times KI and where we would like to go with it. And it's not out of our minds that it might not be out of our minds, but it's in our hearts and in our minds that we want to continue to do something with KI. So, I mean, that's very telling. You can see Phil's appreciation for the IP. Now, Centurion, I'll admit... I don't know if you've ever been into KI, Killer Instinct, but Xbox seems to. Well, they seem very keen to want to continue on with it. Uh, do you think that they will find a studio, a developer to uh, make a new entry uh, to the series?
3: Man, I have been mowing this over in my head since I saw the topics and. I will be truthful. I never got on that Killer Instinct hype train. I remember playing some Killer Instinct back in the day. I never really got into it. I was more of a Mortal Kombat guy. Uh, But we'll get into Mortal Kombat here in a minute. Um, Killer Instinct, though, uh, I have heard a lot about it. Um, Definitely when it comes to games that came out when the Xbox One first came out, the games that everybody seemed to still talk about um, outside of on Sunset Sunset Overdrive and Rise, Killer Instinct always comes up in the conversation. Um, I do need to check it out one day, but it is good to see that Microsoft, I man, there has been so many discussions. There has been so many different people that have come out. Uh, wasn't it one of the developers of Killer Instinct came out and said that he wanted to continue doing it? Just like, God, like a year or so back?
0: Yeah, I think it was one of the the developers from Iron Galaxy if I'm not mistaken. Uh they yeah. had worked on seasons 2 and 3 and those turned out really well. So
3: So when it comes to will they find a studio, I'm just trying to think in my head um who they would basically use to do that right now. Um I know there's like a this is kind of like a two-part subject um So I don't really know anybody under the platform right now, but I know that Microsoft could potentially acquire somebody, but at the same time, I don't think they're going to really acquire somebody to do Killer Instinct. I really do believe they're going to use somebody in-house. I just don't have an idea of who it would be.
0: Mm -hmm, Right. Well, you can't see them uh, going out to buy a studio to work on KI?
3: I can see them going out and buying a studio, yes. But the studio that I have in mind that we're probably leaning towards, which would be NetherRealm, um, (laughs) I don't really see um, WB or AT&T letting loose of their clutches yet of that studio. And that just happens to go into the wording of what took place with them. And did you want to at least give that part of the subject or did you want me to say it?
0: Oh, no, you can go into it if you'd like.
3: Um, Well, obviously, that was the acquisition of EA with Mm. uh, Playdemic. Yes. Um, Now, Playdemic, I really wanted to kind of dig into this. I watched a few videos on it. Heck, I even got and sat down and watched a 20-minute video from uh, a gentleman who is actually a lawyer that would actually talk about this. Um, When you look at the wording of what was said, at least from uh, Business Wire... Um, Microsoft, I mean, not Microsoft. Oh, my God. Um, EA wanted to acquire Playdemic purely to get their portfolio more diverse into the idea of sports microtransactions, in my opinion, Uh, just because um, the golf game that was involved, uh, apparently that they had been making a very, very successful golf game over at Playdemic. Um, It was making them a lot of money, but AT&T had no idea what to do with this thing. And so they just kind of in a pretty much backdoor auction sold this developer off to EA, very hush-hush. Um, it wasn't done by normal means. But after they sold off Playdemic, the uh, gentleman over at WB um, did make some studio, or AT&T, oh my God, there's too many damn companies. Um,
2: <laughs> dude,
3: have you seen how many companies they got going over there at AT&T? AT&T, WB and Discovery and somehow Discovery is their own separate entity that is teamed up with AT&T and AT&T owns Warner Brothers um, owns Warner Brothers. Um, And now EA bought Playdemic for one point four billion dollars in cash, not liquid assets, not investing, not promises. This was a $1.4 billion cash purchase to basically, and it even says in the wording that all this money is not going to WB. It is going to AT&T. And the whole reason why that they are going to want a cash purchase is because they are in the red, probably more than likely in a couple of their books, and they are trying to squash that out. So they need a huge cash infusion right now. And when they came out and sold Playdemic, they said that they are wanting to concentrate on gaming for WBs, the actual studio company, Warner Brothers, not the gaming company. They want to continue making games for Warner Brothers storied franchises. We're talking games like Harry Potter, Mortal Kombat, uh, anything that's been on the silver screen. Uh, underneath that Warner Brothers logo, and mm-hmm. I don't really see them letting lo- letting go of their clutches of when it comes to NetherRealm Studios because NetherRealm Studios, um, ro- uh, I believe Rockstar, the companies that did the Batman games, um, Lord of the Rings, uh, Harry Potter, Mortal Kombat, all of those companies give, w- uh, give WB or AT&T, it gives those franchises value Mm-hmm. And I don't really see them wanting to basically get rid of the value of those franchises by selling off the companies that have helped kind of fuel them. And yeah, it'd be great if realm got bought up and they used them to make another Killer Instinct. I just don't see that happening. Now, you never know. All of a sudden, they could hit a major speed bump in the road and need to make money quick, and then they just start selling stuff off hand over
1: fist.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I'm mean, example. Well No, no. It's, you could you could ramble. I rambled all the time. You you always stop. <laughs> you gotta stop apologizing. You have a lot of good opinions, and you you're always well thought out. But aside from that, um, I agree with you. Uh, you made a very good points. Points why they would keep the thing. Um, the thing that I I am a total proponent of, and and I would tell Phil to this to him. Uh, I don't care by hook or Crook. Um, I would totally license out the Killer Instinct to Neverrealm, even if if Xbox didn't buy them. And it could be a multi-plat game, just maybe be day one on uh, Game Pass as part of the deal. But I really want that. That's like my biggest want right now, is a Killer Instinct versus Mortal Kombat Mm -hmm. Worlds Collide game and have Mortal Kombat completely take over the you know uh, inter, inter, intellectual pro, 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 you know property of Killer Instinct meaning that they can make Saber Wolf the way they want to make him um, the, the Glacier, the same you know they you know they basically redo those characters in the Mortal Kombat engine and then like have them have two worlds and then they collide and they both have to fight and I think that would be so freaking cool. I wouldn't care if it's multi-plat. I just want the game to be made, uh, and/or if that's not going to happen, um, uh, I don't know. I would, uh, I would be okay with going to. I don't think Iron Galaxy wants to make it, but maybe throw some money at Iron Galaxy to do Killer Instinct mm-hmm. too, uh, because it's it's hard to get you know uh, those specific type fighting. Uh, developers like you have to uh, it's kind of like a niche Uh, it's not like a a normal game developer so um, by hook or crook I think that they should try to get uh, Killer Instinct somehow on the console again uh, and in playable form whether that's uh, I would love a purchase of Realm, but it's probably a too a too complicated, too much money, or it's just too valuable. Um, but uh, I would also be open to just completely licensing or giving them that idea of taking the game, making a full game for Realm that they can sell all over the place and be Mortal Kombat versus Killer Instinct. I would love that idea. Or, or you know, option three, uh, Iron Galaxy, or find somebody, or build a mm-hmm. studio. Maybe they can. Maybe they can do an initiative type studio. Uh, I would think that it would have to be like fifty to hundred developers, um, and they could snatch some of you know specific talent to make just this game. I think that it's worth it. Uh, fighting is a huge, uh, very very uh, you know. It's it's big. It's a big genre. They can make a lot of money, and they made a lot of money with Killer Instinct. So they have something where they have a great IP, they have a great idea, and uh, I would love to see it happen. So that's like my biggest want right now. It used to be I wanted a a major a baseball game on Xbox, but the show was you know done from by Phil and Xbox, and that was great. Now this is my new big want um for xbox i really would love for them to get killer instinct uh being worked on uh, somehow some way yeah yeah
2: i thought that what you brought up what i was probably going to mention was like this amp- answer should be pretty simple it's like iron galaxy because i mean right now they've been working mostly on like ports from what i show um and i guess uh yeah the last game was extinction back in 2018 so mm-hmm. i don't even know what they're working on right now Unless it's another port, because that's what they've been doing a lot lately. <laughs> I heard um, they but,
1: don't want to. I don't interrupt, but I heard for yeah. some reason that they didn't want to work with X to do it. That they don't want to work on the IP. I don't know if that's okay, okay. that's what I heard, but I don't know if that's I don't know if that's completely true. I thought I read something, but go on.
2: No, but yeah, that's well. It's just uh, too bad they weren't into buying mode, like you know, back in 2014 when. uh Uh, double helix got bought up like had (laughs) double helix finished the job and we got to you know what was it uh 2016 when they finished season three you know when phil got promoted in 2017 if they just made it a little bit longer they probably would have gotten bought up because obviously they wanted to get you know bought up but uh -hmm. since they amazon picked them up um and so far they've just been making i think mobile games now for amazon but uh (laughs) Oh, but yeah, right. that 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 one's too bad because <laughs> they were the ones when I go back, to, right. I was watching Maximilian's uh, video um, and he was kind of doing kind of like where it came from. And it was supposed to be like an Xbox Live game because um, you we were like, you know, why, how, how did this game just come out of nowhere as far as like, you know, why did they decide to make it? But it, it was that team in Double Helix that were like really like passionate about it. Like, oh, this seems like a cool IP. We could license. We could get made and then it and that's why you kind of saw it get made in the way it did where it was kind of like um you could, what you had like a like four or six like characters and you could just play the game it was like free to play game when it launched mm, yeah pretty uh, much mm-hmm. you basically would be, would, I, I'd, it I'd would tell you like, like you could that. play jago this month and then right. next month you could play this that's month it, yeah. so you wouldn't have to pay for it um, but they did give you some options there so they were the ones that were really passionate about it. And then when they got bought up, then Amazon, I guess probably told them to, you know, you're not doing that anymore. And then that's why they had to switch it to iron galaxy. Who's done a great job. But yeah, like you said, it sounds like from what you're saying that they want to move on to something else, but I wonder what that something else is. Cause there is nothing that I can find in Wikipedia that they've making in the past couple of years other than a 2019 port of yeah, Overwatch. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I don't think they've announced anything yet. It's probably, I don't know, who knows at this point. Yeah, um, I just find it interesting because, again, that... You're absolutely right when you bring that up, Shock. Like, when they announced that uh, 2013 game by Double Helix, everybody was just, like, blown away. You talk about Maximilian. It's just, like, that announcement was just, like, shocking. Because I remember they had announced that, like, oh, yeah, we're, re- uh, like, a year before it, oh, we're uh, renewing the uh, the license or whatever, the trademark for uh, Killer
2: Instinct. And everyone's like, hmm,
0: I, w- I wonder why they're, uh, you know, they're just but, talking about yeah, no about one that thought, hope.
2: like, it'd been too long. Because, like, even Max was like, wait, what the fuck? There's, like, there's no way this thing's been gone since, like, the N64. And even then, it wasn't, like, a big, you know, game. So, but back then they had people that were really passionate about that game, and then they also had Ken Lobb, who's still at Microsoft, so Mm -hmm. I'm sure he could, you know, lend, you know, some help. Um, But yeah, they had a lot of good people from the original Rare team too, like, to really kind of help, so. But they do definitely need to keep, if they do make another uh, Killer Instinct, definitely, and I think they will, because they've had Max actually, they paid Max uh, to come in, he did some consulting with them. Um, So, yeah, definitely get him and some of the other people in the community to really, like, help, you know, what do you think we can do, especially if it's going to be a completely new team to touch the IP. So,
1: Well, I mean, another option would be maybe they could come to an agreement with Amazon and say, hey, we'll have you could have this game, uh, you know, go on your platform as well as ours and we'll just have it on those two. And have you know Double Helix rework on this? Whether yeah. they still have the talent um, that's there, that they probably bastardized the company now, and <laughs> it's, it's probably yeah. Who knows if those people. guys that
2: were passionate right. about it are still there? Because right, they what? That was 2014. The last time they yeah. touched it. So
1: yeah, they should have. They should have bought Double Helix. Uh, if they were in today's but, mode, they would have bought them. But you know, I mean, listen. Uh, Phil was valid. just taking
2: over when they got yeah. bought.
1: So, yeah, and and they did a good job of of getting a, a studio to just handle it. Uh, Iron Galaxy did a really good job, um, but again, I, I think it's specific talent, and it'd be great though if they could somehow, some way, get this uh, content on you know Xbox for us to play. But I mean I I would mean, to truth be told, if they could get Killer Instinct first, Mortal Kombat, to me that just is so makes so much sense. So cool to have like Sabre Wolf versus uh Sub Zero or Glacio uh Glacier versus Sub Zero. Um so many cool things that they could, you know, uh have and uh It'd be great.
2: Mm-hmm. It, it'd be really cool. What they do need to focus on is uh, getting more of the uh, Japanese fighting games. Like, why are they missing out on Guilty Gear? Things like that. that is <laughs> yeah, strange. Yeah, Th-
1: definitely strange. don't
2: miss out on the next King of Fighters, like they did the last time. Like that should not be missing. Because <laughs> um, yeah. King of Fighters at least would be more of like a more of a mainstream look. Because Guilty Gear is more of kind of like a. Mm -hmm. anime style but as good as the last king of fighters looked and this next gen one's gonna look they definitely can't be missing on that one so definitely get uh you know uh, you know with the uh, make uh, neo geo or i forget who uh who runs neo geo now is at the namco i can't fucking remember (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah definitely stop missing out like on these on these big fighters because Especially when they get another killer instinct, they could have like basically everything. They'll hopefully get Street Fighter back whenever the next one comes. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's my biggest gripe is just like how they're just keep missing and whiffing on the uh, on some of these exclusive like Japanese fighters that are going to like the um, I don't know if that one went to the switch, but it's like even if they're porting it over to like an Android, because, come on, it's easier to just go from a PlayStation interface to Xbox like x86 architecture than to a Android ARM like on the Switch. So there's no excuse for you not being able to just port it over even if you don't think there's going to be like huge sale numbers. Like There's going to be enough to make the port from that ecosystem PC um, PlayStation to go over to an Xbox then hey we're going to port it to a switch and try to like you know bastardize it and try to get it to work on the you know and run smooth on the on the switch so
0: mhm well it's funny that you mention uh guilty gear because i what was it like a day or two ago i was uh, seeing uh some articles pop up that uh, sony playstation could be acquiring arc arc uh, system works there which uh, makes yeah. guilty gear so oh okay Uh, I mean, nothing is set in stone for what I've seen, but uh, that's the talk recently that they could be.
1: It makes sense because of Evo that they, you know, it just makes a lot of sense. I could see that happening and probably wouldn't be a lot of money either.
2: Mm -hmm. But I mean, although if they're only making games for him anyway, then they're pretty much already there.
0: But, yeah, yeah, but like you said, though, I mean, there we, we do need some more variety of fighting games, and that would take away, and that's why I was disappointed to not have a new iteration of Killer Instinct right off the bat for the Xbox Series consoles, for example, because again in 2013 killer instinct the reboot was this nice surprise that you know with everything that was going on with uh, you know the Xbox one hardware and the reputation and the marketing and so on I mean again I don't need to really go over that part but the bright spot in for uh, Xbox was the games lineup and of course that's what matters I mean to me I thought they had a fantastic lineup it, it was you know you had of 5, Rise, Dead Rising and then you had Killer Instinct sure it was a little um, loose it didn't have that much content at first but slowly it began picking up and the gameplay what matters the most in a fighting game in any game really it just no- they knocked it out of the park double helix and that game had so much legs to it that's why streamers and personalities like maximilian for example were playing it not because it was ki but because it was a good ki game and they really they really just knocked it out of the park that's why i'm surprised that uh, you know it's taken so long for them to find a a competent developer to take on the franchise. So that's why, I mean, going back to the whole Warner Brothers and NetherRealm situation, yeah, sure, I mean, it would be great if uh, they were to get Realm to work on it. Uh, going back to Centurion's point about uh, WB and, you know, their own IP and how uh, how they use it, I don't know. I think if Microsoft uh, threw enough money at TNT and whatnot and how they're talking, I know we had talked about this, uh, like, I think a few shows ago about how they're, just kind of restructuring the company with like, uh, discovery and so on.
3: So if I can, um, yeah, they're re they're restructuring the company with discover, discover, it, it's going to be like discover, it's going to be like discover Warner, like discover Warner brothers media, something like that, uh, where discovery, uh, discover takes over the, uh, how was it put? The, the, the creation, the entertainment creation side of AT&T is going to be put over there because apparently AT&T has no idea what the F they are doing. So they have the guy who's in control over at discovery, taking control of all of their the assets they use to create uh, entertainment media because of the success that they've seen from the discovery app and everything like that. And the content they've created for the discovery app, Uh, they're deciding to pretty much give this guy control because he seems to be knowing what he's doing, but they're the ones that want to reap all the benefits because as you see, they're the ones that are taking all the money from the sale of playdemic and uh, definitely I don't let's just if Microsoft is in talks, the way it was put was Microsoft and their lawyers are going to be very tight lipped. And if by some chance WB Mm. Games needs money, this I mean, AT&T needs money this bad. They're going to be very tight lipped as well, because if any leak gets out, that could potentially flub the whole deal. And basically, Microsoft could walk away and say, F this. So, you know, that's where. Um, definitely, uh, both of these companies are going to be extremely tight lipped, um, on if they are in negotiations because one little leak could cause all of a sudden uh, all this hype and all of a sudden one company mm-hmm. wants more or less for either, or, and that completely can screw up everything.
0: Right. Uh, Oh, and it looks like our guest has arrived. Uh, general MLD. Are you there, pal?
4: Yes, I am. I didn't want to interrupt you guys. You guys were uh, going pretty good there. (laughs) How are you doing, bud? Hey, hey, sorry I'm late.
1: (laughs) Things happen. We we love you. We love that you even came on, even if it's the 10 minutes. You're you're a legend. Oh, go on, guys.
0: Uh. (laughs) No, bud. So,
1: uh... Go ahead uh, Oh no no know. no
0: sorry go ahead Tim. Go ahead. You were gonna say something.
1: No, I just wanted to ask him what what do you think of the uh game pass day today? Uh on Twitter going absolutely bananas. Oh, it's it's hilarious. I I don't think anybody had any any idea it would be this
4: big or this it would be this huge. Uh but hey, it's great, like it's just hilarious how yeah, the PlayStation guys. are some. Some have a certain. They they just can't stand here anymore. So what do we do? We just amplify it times a hundred. So,
1: <laughs> you can't make. Pretty stuff much. Up. Pretty much. I think that 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 was the thing was like you know um, some of these people were accusing media of uh, taking money to to influence Game Pass, and these are the same people that would make fun of Xbox guys for saying there's a media bias. Uh, But, yeah, it seems like certain people, uh, for whatever reason, they cannot handle the success that Game Pass is, or let's just be honest, Let's let's call it the way it is. It is an awesome value. It's awesome for gaming. It's awesome for a gamer. There's no way around it. You can't argue you can't. You, it's like saying, you know, uh, uh, Cindy Crawford's uh, ugly. It's like you, she's beautiful. There's no, there's nothing that you can say that's going to change that. And I don't know. It's uh, just great to see that the community come together and had a little fun, and it really did get amplified to the point where uh, a lot of big YouTubers and big people, uh, just in general, were were uh, talking and singing the praises.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because like, imagine if this was if this was reversed. Like, imagine if uh, PlayStation had like the Game Pass model and Xbox only charged seventy dollars per title. Imagine what the media, gaming media, would be like then. So, like, uh, some people pointed, pointed that out. Oh yeah, it would yeah, be brutal. It would be, it would be brutal. Oh yeah. So, but here it's like we got a tip to round them, but no, it's a great service. Let let let's shout it out. It's just our honest opinions. There's no no one's paying us. It's just it's just great. The value gap can't be denied.
1: You're getting all those games, and then you're getting games like I was thinking about it today. You're hmm. getting like Flight Sim Ascent. You're getting uh, Back for Blood. Uh, You're also getting uh, uh a Tale, too. psychonauts. I mean, just like simulator. Like, you know,
0: yeah, it, like, the, you know on. the
1: show, the show. I mean, even the stuff that that's coming. We all know about Starfield, Halo, uh, Fable. All these huge games that are going to be awesome. Forces, but like the third party support's gotten really good. Um, And there's a lot of games that are coming out in the next six months that. Uh, I think are going to really impress shredders. Uh, remember Amped? Remember Amped yeah. for Xbox? Oh, yeah. I'll try it out. I mean, the, that game is is very impressive to me. Um, even like a game like Twelve Minutes, with uh, like William Defoe as a voice actor, and and uh, you know it's an indie uh, that looks really interesting. Um, and you could try all these games. You know, for basically fifteen dollars a month or if you're you know doing the deal one dollar for the month to convert uh it's it's honestly it's something that should be praised and should be put on a pedestal because there's not a lot of things just in general that are great like that so when something like this comes along and you know is doing what it's doing it should definitely get the praise and I'm glad that that's the way I think people just come to their senses with it. And they're like, Hey, this freaking deal is, you can't, we can't, you know, we have to praise this and it's just nice to see it get its recognition.
4: Oh yeah. Mm. Like I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't uh, personally uh, bought the ascent or 12 minutes if they were only on sale, but I'm definitely going to try them now. Now that they're on game pass day one. And I, I said on Twitter earlier, like I'm going to break even on my game pass ultimate with Flight Sim, Forza Horizon, and Halo, and Halo Infinite alone, everything else I, pl- I play on top of that is free. And I've already played like at least a dozen games this year alone on Game Pass. So, like, it, it's really crazy just how much people aren't talking about this more. Like the value mm-hmm. gap, it's really that that wide. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. And the thing is, guys, if the roles were reversed and Sony was doing this, like they'd be all over this, right? Like, of course. no, I mean, of, of course, right? And it just, you know, they they can't like. you know it just doesn't like really resonate with them that the fact that you know hey Xbox is doing something good here I mean you don't have to try the titles that are on there I mean they're just giving you more options to uh, more ways to get into the games and more ways to consume the games and the media but I mean it's just it's a it's a form of jealousy really because they want that on their platform but they but they can't help but talk about it the fact that you know since their platform of choice uh, Mm -hmm. isn't doing that isn't bringing that for them then you know all they can do is really just complain and bitch about it and be like, oh, ha, 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 you know it sucks, blah blah blah. Look at all these terrible games. Well, no, in reality, I mean, you know, Xbox is leading the charge with this. They wouldn't, uh, they they wouldn't be getting all these different indie games, these third-party games, these new third-party games, I might add onto the the, uh, the platform, and it's just like there's more and more and more variety coming into the service, plus their own first-party titles for Xbox, and it's just like if the roles were reversed, I'm just saying, like, they would be all over this. Oh, yeah, you know, I could get, yeah, let's say, Ghost of Tsushima, Day One don't have to pay, like, 70, 80 bucks for it, so on and so forth. By the way, I'm not dissing the game. I'm just saying that, again, if the roles were, were reversed, they'd yeah. be all, on top of this.
1: And you know, not even not even to think all the stuff with the games that are involved that you're getting, especially with Ultimate, yeah, it's amazing. But even the little stuff like you get X Cloud free, uh, you know, you basically uh, anything that you own with Ultimate, you get all on PC, you EA get Play. Uh, EA Play. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you get all those discounts and all the, free, you know, uh, playing the games, 10-hour trials before they come out. Uh, stuff like Battlefield will be amazing with that. Uh, Madden, of course. Um, You know, and, and the people were like, well, you know, uh, it's quantity over quality. That's bullshit. Because you're going to tell me that a $70 Gran Turismo 7 is going to be better than the next iteration of next-gen-only Forza uh, game? Come on. Uh, and also to say that, like, Xbox is, is, is quantity. Uh, look at Halo. Look at Gears. Look at all their big releases. Just look at Halo. It's going to have a full-on multiplayer where it's going to be huge. It looks amazing. And then in addition to that, it has a full campaign. You're going to be playing that game for months Game like Sea of Thieves, people are still playing Sea of Thieves. It's number one on Steam uh, chart uh, for most sold games last week uh, with the new expansion. Um, there's just there's just no way. this there's, there's no the, when you don't have an argument. The thing is, is that you just have to sometimes just take the just just give the credit where it's credit to. And and I've always said that with Sony fans and. Their fanboys and and the media people that really support them, uh, you know, they don't like giving credit to Xbox. Where I do see a lot of Xbox guys, they will give credit. They'll say God of War is amazing, you know. Xbox, you know, you know, get your game up. We want games like that, even myself included. I remember in 2017, uh, I had a, a, an argument with Phil about game and game creation. But, you know, overall, I just uh, I just think that they have a real problem giving credit. There's nothing that you can say bad about Game Pass. It is absolutely the biggest deal... And maybe consumer and consumer, you know, and consumerism right now. There's nothing like that deal is just insane, and I saw like Spawn Wave Media say, "Well, enjoy it while it lasts, assuming that it's going to end." Oh, um, yeah, all these weird takes, and it's just to me, it's just like, come on, guys, uh, you know. Well, I think
2: he had a different take. He was saying like, "Don't you know." Hey, don't we be worried about Microsoft. Like, you know, enjoy this awesome, great deal. You know, this experiment. You know, if they decide that, hey, we can't no longer. You know, this is not work for us anymore. Well, either way, that's going to happen. Either way, you know. So enjoy the Game Pass. People that are like, kind of, you know, just saying, yeah. oh, it's going to destroy the industry. Like the d- does it play Twitter account that's always like, you know, basically. On like game preservation, mm-hmm. was in his thread saying like this is you know a uh, threat to you know you know games you know going you know just being subscription you, then you can't buy them like no they're not taking if you're oh. that scared guess what that that boat that ship sailed uh, whenever digital happened so <laughs> digital <laughs> is taking over so there's going to that be ship less, less sailed when media. everybody oh. lined up
3: in their garages to freaking land network their consoles.
1: The internet exactly, yep. and you know what? It's silly. It's like uh, Halo. Halo's gonna have a huge custom uh, collector's edition. They're also gonna have uh, play it early. Uh, I listen for myself personally. They're gonna have whatever that ultimate edition of Halo. I'm a huge Halo fan. It's my favorite game. I grew up with the system. There's no way I'm not playing that day one. It's gonna cost me a hundred dollars. I do have ultimate. But I'm gonna buy it. So for people who say that they won't buy people don't buy their games and and this and that. That's not that's not 100% true. Just look at the show. It's still right yeah. now. It's bought, still in the top paid games. Check yeah. your Xbox
2: Live store. It. I, I was like, what the hell? And Resident Evil is like way down there. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know how that that so, thing's still up there. But Game I, Pass, I'm sure, is helping like boost. Hey, my friend's on Game Pass. He has it. Let me just go buy it.
3: So let me at least, because we're on the subject over the quantity over quality thing. I'm going to be, I'll just try to kind of capture how I felt when I saw that. Um, It was almost like insulting, degrading. Like somebody's trying to tell me that I'm basically an ignorant consumer. And, you know, the funny part is. A consumer's main goal at the end of the day is to have money left in their pocket, not hold on to some prideful thing that could completely bankrupt you. Um, And that's it completely scratched my head because there is plenty of quality in the Xbox ecosystem alone, let alone Game Pass. I mean, let's just talk about the size of Flight Simulator alone. You know, how let's talk quantity over quality. You know, that game right there is it, it, oh my god! Like, when you hear about exa- how many discs did they say that it would take for that game to fit on?
2: Oh, I think I it was I like think- 12 or something. I don't yeah. know, yeah. You,
3: you know, that, that's why I'm just saying we're not talking about very small, meager games, we're talking about games mm-hmm. that come from all varieties of developers all across the gaming industry there is total quality there and i felt like it was almost trying to degrade any developer that puts anything in game pass basically they're just trying to you know kind of shame on you for trying something that is a lot more successful than the way it was than we did it originally
4: oh i I will say one thing I, i saw a similar argument where someone said like game pass was mcdonald's and Uh, playstation was like eating a steak and i'm like i I was saying to them like it's the same games like is your version of outriders better than my version on game pass like do you have better frames and resolution than me no it's the exact same game so (laughs) like literally i'm paying 10 cents for a big mac and you're paying full price for a big mac that's the real comparison so uh, that's also how i how i feel about the matter it's just It's the same games. Those comparisons are just completely stupid.
3: I know. All of a sudden, Microsoft buys Bethesda and Doom Eternal becomes crap.
4: Yes. Oh, it's now too old. But The Last of Us 2, Last of Us Remake... Oh, oh, everyone goes crazy for that.
0: <laughs> oh, you can't touch that. Oh, no, definitely not. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I will say, guys, it is interesting since you bring that up, too, because, again, I've seen the uh, the meta, the uh, Metacritic scores brought up with Game Pass as well. And, I again, I thought it was interesting because, like, just to latch on to what you guys were saying, you know, I've seen them degrade games just because the Medium or, what was it, Minecraft Dungeons... Uh, Maneater, uh, like, there's a whole bunch of games, Blair Witch, and so on, like, there's a whole lot of games that are getting degraded just because they're in the service, I'm like, well, like, I'll be honest, I reviewed the medium, for example, I thought it was a fine game, it's not perfect, but I mean, like, for somebody like me who enjoys those kinds of games, I mean, I thought it was, it was pretty good, and not everything in Game Pass that they have there is going to appeal to you, so I you can't really knock it for that sense It just i just find it really weird uh centurion for example i brought man eater i know you really like that title uh correct
3: oh dude i could as soon as i started playing man eater i couldn't put that thing down i had a i will say that was probably one of my more recent uh gaming experiences That i mean i couldn't put the controller down until i rolled the credits on it
0: mm-hmm yeah. And that, you know, and that's fine. Like I I tried it out. I thought I thought it was decent, you know, whatever. I know a lot of people are talking about that Dark Alliance game right now that's kind of buggy and so on. Like I mean, that can be patched. Hopefully they they work out the kinks with that game. I I still got to download that and give that a shot. But it's just amazing like for how many what, games are in the what service. What were
3: people saying about Maneater? Not, you brought it up
0: well it's just like they're using like i just bring up Manny, or like they're not necessarily saying anything specifically about the game but i'm seeing the image of the game uh put up when they're comparing like the metacritic scores like 70 to 74 for example just the one that just the image for example that i'm looking at yeah. right now
1: so um <laughs> it's like no oh, you can go ahead first Tim no right. just quick i just want to make this point like <laughs> dark alliance that came out it's a and it was uh, it's coming day one to, to Game Pass, people were making fun of it because it's a fifty nine Metacritic, and they were putting it down saying this is a, 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 you know, a prime example of what Game Pass has. Meanwhile, it's seventy dollars or whatever on PlayStation. <laughs> Meanwhile,
2: 5. PS Plus puts Destruction All Stars and PS5 in the game. World.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. go on, Centurion. Oh, man. I didn't, I don't want to
3: go off on a rant, but the whole situation with the idea, this is what basically, how about this Uh, for a lot of people change comes while they are kicking and screaming. The gaming industry is evolving. Some things just become old and antiquated. I mean, let's, uh, reaching out of thin air here. Let's talk about like the hotel industry. The old antiquated way was to basically sit down with pen and paper and check somebody in 2021. We don't do that. Most people use the Internet. They don't go in like how many people really sit there and walk in and do all the stuff at the front desk. Most of the time nowadays, it's all done online, just like how gaming is changing and evolving And now we're seeing all these guys that um, like, you know, this immature kid who hopped up on uh, IGN's freaking channel trying to push the agenda that Microsoft is no longer making hardware with his little fancy PlayStation chain. Um, Pretty much we're seeing some of these gaming media sites that are going to go down kicking and screaming because they have become irrelevant. Some of the old ways of doing gaming have become irrelevant. There is new ways of doing it. There's better ways of making money. There is better ways for a developer to put a game out there without them killing themselves. So I'm just kind of sitting back and watching this whole thing unfold. And man, uh, it sucks for those who really don't want this to take off. But look at today as an example. Just one day and there has been more hype. Hi- Aaron Greenberg was on vacation, and somehow Game Pass started hyping.
2: <laughs> yep. I blame Destin Legary. He did it. <laughs> oh, he, he helped. He definitely helped. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Could you imagine being Aaron Greenberg, and you open your... It is just like, hey, your uh, your marketing campaign for Game Pass went over well today. What marketing campaign for Game Pass? I didn't do nothing. I'm on vacation. Uh,
1: can you imagine being this tied up in uh, trying to make a point against getting passed or trying to uh, say it's okay. Uh, from our own, from, from uh, whatever show he comes from, Colin Moriarty, inflation has eroded a shocking. One-third of the U.S. dollar's value since game prices rose from $50 to $60. It's so severe that AAA game prices would need to be $80 today to have equivalent value. Even at $70 USD, gaming has never been cheaper in America. And that's that's basically that tweet was right there was basically because of uh, Gene Pass's value, so uh, I got a kick out of that one. I had I had to uh, read that on the show.
0: Well, I mean, game, gaming's never been a, a cheap hobby by any means, but, I mean, I'm sure MLD here can agree with me. You know, as a Canadian, uh, we, you know, uh, what we pay for our games nearly, what, uh, with tax, 90 to $95. Uh, like, you know, Game, yep. game Pass, you know, it's, uh, it's really nice, you know, especially with some inflation going on. Hopefully the damn games don't go up uh, anytime soon. But, uh, you know, those Sony games, I mean, they're basically like, a hundred bucks now per title. It's, it's crazy, man. And like, you know, they look at us like, you know, just because we like game pass. I'm not saying that, I'm going to game pass every game title or whatever. Of course, I'm still going to buy games, but again, if you're, you know, being more conscious about what you're spending and you have a whole crap load, you got hundreds of games, not, not, not just crap. You you got all kinds of good first party games in there. Plus you got the, uh, the EA games in there as well that you can download. Like, there's a lot for you to try and there's a lot for you. Like there's a lot of good games in there. And it's just, it's a shame that people are just belittling the service just because it's not on their platform of choice.
2: Yeah. Game pass is terrible. Cause man, your <laughs> backlog, it gets ridiculous. You're like, well shit. Um, <laughs> I got plenty to play. I don't even need to buy another game until, you know, later this holiday. <laughs> like I have so much I need to get through, but yeah, it's ridiculous. But you man, use those Microsoft rewards points. Make sure you have add that rewards app to your home uh, home uh you know home page on your on your Xbox. Check that thing daily because they I that's the thing that people should be talking about. Yeah. Of like it's not sustainable. I don't know how they just give me money. <laughs> like I don't understand. I bought four games, they gave me twenty dollars back. It it goes beyond that.
3: Um, You you have Game Pass and then you have the Game Pass rewards through Microsoft Rewards. Uh, A guy I just watched today uh, touching on this whole Game Pass um, craziness talked about how he played Descenders and a couple other games and through uh, playing two months of games on Game Pass, he was able to acquire enough points to basically get a full year of Game Pass without having him to put any money out of his own pocket. Oh yeah, it's well, easy.
2: Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, also, better yet, I wouldn't even waste the month. Do not waste your money, your uh, Microsoft Rewards credit, or whatever, on on that. Um, there's plenty of sites where you can buy the 14, 14 day and seven and seven day t- trial cards, which I did not, because when you read those things, it says like you need to be a first first time Game Pass, you know, member, uh, but it's not. It's not accurate because they actually stack. So I was adding it up. Uh, you could get like a year of Game Pass Ultimate. It was close to like a little over thirty dollars because there's people are selling those uh, you know throwaways that get you know tossed and everything. The fourteen, the it's like the dark gray Game Pass Ultimate fourteen day trial cards. And I just stacked them. It took me a little bit. I used the app and just copy pasted the codes in there. You know, took me like ten minutes or whatever to put them all in. Um, but now I'm good until 2024.
3: So, yeah, same. <laughs> so, and I did it when for it comes, all
2: dirt cheap. <laughs> same.
0: Buddy. When it
3: comes to services like Pia, uh, PlayStation now, um, Xbox game pass and also Xbox live before they rolled it into game, uh, ultimate, uh, the, and at least in my idea, the best time to do this here in America is around black Friday and the holidays. Um, I, I have my last card over there. Um, I grabbed a stack of Game Pass cards where you buy, I think it was like three months for 25 bucks. Um, so I just grabbed like a year's worth of Game Pass right there, and I've just been putting the codes in over the year. I generally buy all my my subscription stuff towards the end of the year um, just to get the best value I can.
0: Mm-hmm. No, Absolutely. <laughs> um mld i'm curious because it's been a few weeks since uh, obviously the xbox and bethesda game show uh, we had our thoughts a few weeks back we were for the most part we were uh, pretty uh, taken back and impressed with it uh what were your thoughts on what they showed off
4: uh, overall i was pretty impressed with it um i wouldn't give it a perfect showing because obviously you know contra uh, sorry contraband redfall the ones hmm. they were just an of gameplay but I enjoyed Outer Worlds 2 being announced. I was happy that that's being uh, continued. The highlights for me was Forza Horizon 5 being the graphical showcase that Xbox really needed, and now it's just there. Uh, Halo Infinite, they renewed the whole reputation. They renewed the hype. I'm a story fan, first and foremost. So that, that story trailer, the, that cutscene was just absolute, Just it was just brilliant. Like the, the, how Chief's moving through space and is gentle with the Marines. Or how he, how his mannerisms were with uh, the new Cortana 2.0 or whatever the multiplayer looked pretty tight, it looked like Halo 3, but just taken up a notch. Like overall, but yeah, they what they announced, what five first party games include. If you if you count if you count Starfield as well, seen that that mm-hmm. in engine trailer, it just like Starfield looks for I, I follow like uh, Maddie Plays on uh, on YouTube, yes. and basically just Starfield has so much going for it. If you if you just look beneath the surface. That game's gonna have so much scale. It's gonna be so ambitious. I think it's gonna be like like the, what everyone's gonna be talking about uh, next November. So uh, Xbox, they just got a really a really stacked uh, uh, they just got a stacked generation. It, it, it's crazy. Like and, and you know all these day one games that's coming out. Like I, I played Plague Tale last year on Game Pass, and now what? Plague Tale Two is gonna be day one Game Pass. Like yeah. I'm there. Sign me up. Like they. That was just their best E3 in a, several years, easily. They kept the talking to a minimum. They, they solved all the, all, the, all the narrative issues. Uh, they dropped, like, what, 10 Bethesda games day one, that very day, to solve the problem of having games now. They released a list of all the games that are going to come for the rest of the year, Time third-party deals, like, mm-hmm. what, five, six first-party games for the, every month for the rest of the year. So they solved the near-future dilemma, and they showed a lot of games that are coming next year. That are timed in first party, like they just destroyed the no games narrative. In like
1: Stalker Two, Stalker Two was was huge. Yes, Uh, oh yeah, Stalker Two looked one of the best games, and that's going to be day one exclusive for a while. Uh, It's timed exclusive. Uh, Back for Blood. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Well said, uh, MLD um they really did shut down and and there was you know i i think i think xbox went into that and i think phil alluded to it saying that you know he sometimes because i remember him coming out of the 2019 one and they thought they had the biggest thing and they were told it was going to be great and he was super super hyped up about that one but you know the reaction wasn't Uh, there. And I think that that kind of like, even when they had the showcase, uh, the Halo debacle. uh, So I think they went into this with a lot of uh, trepidation. And um, they like basically exhaled a sigh of relief. And even me, too. I felt that I understood where they were coming from. Uh, It was a really good show for them. Halo was like There was nothing to complain about. If anything, um, some of the Halo stuff was, like, super impressive. Uh, A lot of the screen grabs that they were showing were super detailed, uh, a lot different looking than what they showed. Um, But overall, uh, yeah, they they hit on all those points. And, again, propping up uh, Game Pass uh, to the point where people are just like, holy crap this is crazy, uh, all these games coming, you know, uh, to get back for blood and and Stalker 2 and uh, some of these other games, day one is really crazy. Um, and uh, yeah, Starfield, uh, you know, it was leaked early, which was kind of shitty by Washington Post. Uh, oh, yeah. But um, you know, what is that sitting at now? 15 million uh, YouTube views? Uh, so like... Uh, people are, like, super hyped about that game, and rightfully so. Uh, I like these people who are, like, saying it's going to be like Fallout 76. No, this game no has been no – this is their baby. This is their the, the game that they wanted to have their 25th anniversary celebrated, uh, and uh, this is Todd Howard's, uh, you know, next big thing, you know, and when they've had these games, whether it were be Oblivion, Marrowmind, or whether it be Elder Scrolls, uh, uh, you know, Skyrim. Uh, <laughs> just look at the, the way those games turned out. I think that's, you need a similar uh, type of re- reception that you had from that um, with the Starfield. I think Starfield, uh, and also uh, really good props to Xbox for pushing that exclusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, narrative they really wouldn't shut up about it which i loved. <laughs> uh you know shows that they they they're they're really um you know they're really listening to fans and they 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 know what we want mm-hmm
0: Yeah. No, well said, uh, Tim and MLD. Like, uh, again, just going back to that show, yeah, pretty positive. Like, I'm with MLD with, you know, I wish we could have seen some, you know, like, we only saw some CGI trailers for Contraband and Redfall and whatnot. But still, they got so much cooking up right now. It's insane. We still haven't seen what. like, I was thinking that we would have seen a Compulsions game at the show. No, they're saving that. Uh, there's, uh, you know, there, there's some other stuff that we still don't know about. We still need to see Avowed gameplay,
2: Fable gameplay, some more Forza. You're going to have, like, Game Pass is going to be loaded next year, too, because you have Plague's Tale, Redfall, Starfield, Deathloop, and probably Ghostware Tokyo if it hits this year.
0: Well, even this year, as Just far as Bethesda, I know. As far as I know. think we're pounding? Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, we still got Dark Tide, Scorn, um, Crossfire X. Like, there's so much on the table that they still need confirmed dates with that are still supposedly still this year. But, you know, it's just crazy, crazy what they have content-wise. Uh, go ahead, Centurion.
3: I just wanted to make the joke real quick that, man, if anybody's annoyed how hard we're pounding the Game Pass drum right now, wait till about Starfield's about coming out. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, even even this holiday when Forza Horizon. Oh, do I and know. And Halo everything. Out.
3: Back to back. Might as well just call Twitter Game Pass chat.
0: <laughs> no, no. It's true, though. Like, again, and then, uh, what about a month's time? We got Flight Simulator N- uh, next month. What the Ascent, and then uh, Psychonauts, Psychonauts 2. Two, and then yeah, uh, Forts of uh, Horizon Five in November. We're still not sure about Halo Infinite's release date, but it should be around the same time period. It's gonna be nuts, and I'm again, I'm not even including some of those um, like. Uh, third-party titles as well. It's, it's like, their content is insane. Like, there's never gonna... There's not gonna be a content drought anymore. It's insane what they have cooking up. And I'm just, like, thinking about... Again, when I talk about Avowed and Fable, just their first-party offerings alone. And they still haven't revealed all their cards yet. It's insane. So... I don't know, there's a lot to look forward to, guys. I know we talked a lot about uh, Xbox Game Pass this show, but, again, I like options, and it's nice to have it, and just, again, being able to, for these games to be available, you know, all, just to download uh, when you're in the service is fantastic. So, I don't know. I don't see a problem with it as of right now. Anyways, I think it's a fantastic service, but to each their own. Um, All right, fellas, I think on that note, we're going to end off uh, things uh, for the show now. And really wicked show tonight from everyone on the panel. I loved everybody's commentary and you know I I gotta say like I know this is an Xbox centric show but damn Microsoft is really on a roll lately especially on the gaming scene like all the Xbox stuff from the past month and so they're still announcing stuff it's fantastic great to see that energy continue Uh, everybody in the chat thank you thank you for stopping by we really appreciate it and if you enjoyed our banter tonight or this evening consider leaving a like subbing to the channel and sharing this out on your social media of choice Uh, don't forget to hit the notification button because I you know it'd be good to be notified when we go live again we really appreciate your support again fun show tonight guys and uh, you know let's uh, start off these outros and we'll start with our buddy uh, General MLD buddy uh, I know uh, you you were only able to uh, come on a little bit later uh, but we appreciate the time that you spent with us we really love having you here Uh, where can everybody find your content at?
4: Uh, yeah, uh, thanks for having me again. Uh, let's see. At MLD Ghost is the Twitter handle. Uh, General MLD is my YouTube channel. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on pretty regularly. Yeah, it's, it's always a fun time talking with you guys. Thank you.
0: Absolutely, buddy. Uh, let's see here. Centurion, buddy. Hey, good show as always. Where can everybody follow you at?
3: Yes, definitely a good show. Thank you, everyone, for turning out tonight. Thank you, gentlemen, for being here. It was an absolute blast. For those who want to find me, you can find me, of course, at Centurion1307 on YouTube, Twitter, and, of course, Xbox Live. You can also find me every Saturday night on the SHOP podcast and every Sunday night right here on the TXR podcast.
0: Damn straight. Uh, Tim, buddy, excellent show tonight. Uh, where can the Xbox faithful <clears> find you at?
1: Uh, simple. Uh, you can find me here every Sunday. Uh 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you could also find me on RDX Tuesday nights 8 p.m. Uh, and you could also talk to me, and uh, feel free to hit me up. Uh, I talk to everyone. Uh, if you need a follow, I will follow you. Follow for a follow at X uh, Cloud Tim Dog on Twitter. Uh, it seems like Twitter right now is going absolutely crazy um, about Game Pass, and it's funny to see because uh as you know like we're, we're kind of like now two weeks out of uh, e3 and um there's not much to talk about but uh, as you know gamers will find something to talk about or complain about or uh like go crazy about today was uh, one of those days and uh it was game passes uh day to shine but uh like i said on the show and uh, it was great that we really talked about it i know that you said we went on about it uh Invader, but you know, um it is what people are talking about right now. So uh great show and uh good awareness that uh you know we're talking about what everyone else is talking about.
0: Yeah, well said, buddy. Uh Shockley, hey buddy, always fun and informative. Uh with you here, man. Where can everybody find you?
1: Yeah,
2: as always, you can find me on uh, uh, Xbox Live at X or uh, Easy Shock and uh uh Twitter on at uh Shock Nero. And as uh, I think Infinite, uh, one of our prior guests in the chat, he kind of just did the whole thing I mentioned with the uh, Inaba.com mm. website. I linked that in the chat. He just bought those 10 cards I was talking about for $13.88. <laughs> That's five months worth of Game Pass Ultimate. He just scored and he just is going to go stack those uh, codes in the Game Pass app. If you want to you know, be good till 2024 for dirt freaking cheap, I would get on those now because who knows, you know, when they stop doing those uh or probably nix this one in the butt like they did the EA uh other people who take an EA play and then stacking that and then they get, kinda nix that work around. Uh, but check that thing out. Um definitely if you know if you want to be stack your years, uh, you know, in case the price does go up for Game Pass, everybody's uh fears, uh <laughs> you'll be good until twenty twenty four, it won't even affect you. So um, but yeah, great show tonight um glad that our guests got to stop by <laughs> towards the end we had to finish out the this uh this week um and then hopefully we'll get some more uh is there anything dropping this I'm trying to think uh at the for uh game pass at the the rest of or no july is coming up so we got uh the ascent i think that's our the ascent and
0: flights and flight
2: simulator okay cool but yeah. No, yeah, definitely hyped to try out that flight somewhere to see how. Uh, I hear that taking off is the easy part; it's the landing that people are getting stuck on. So <laughs> definitely worth uh, looking at trying that out. Oh yeah, no, I can't wait to
0: see what adventures everybody goes on. Um, yeah, and I-, I took advantage of your advice, shock, a couple of months ago with the Aniba. So uh, I'm pretty stacked too. So uh,
2: thanks. Oh, for did it. it work for you? Oh my god, I was just like, how? How are? How are they getting these? And it's funny. Because you look at, they're selling the three-month cards for a regular price, like $25 on there. Um, but the 14-day the trial cards are like 7 euros, which is like, yeah, just a little over a dollar. It's ridiculous.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, thank you very much, pal. And to round this out, this is Invader, and you can find my content over at Invader Gaming on YouTube. Uh, Thank you, guys. Thank you all for tuning in tonight, and we look forward to uh, and onward to our next show. Have a good night, everyone. See you all later.